Welcome to Nations of the World podcast series, where we explore a different nation of the world in each episode. Our aim is to bring you, the listener, on an audio journey to discover interesting facts that make each country unique. Welcome to Algeria. Algeria is a nation which is 99% Sunni Muslim. Islamic traditions really drive the nation in a large way. It dictates a lot of humanitarian issues, especially in regard to women, and it also dictates a lot of the judicial decisions. There is a great mixture of French and Arabic culture, and there is also a population of indigenous people, the Berber, who have influenced the culture as well. Learn about the Barbary pirates who lived in Algeria preying on merchant ships of many nations, and how they even halted further growth in settling of the coastal Mediterranean for a time due to their relentless attacks. This is Segment 1, Bare Bones. Location. Algeria is in northern Africa. Official name. The People's Democratic Republic of Algeria. In Arabic, the country is known as Al-Jazair. Nationality, Algerian. Capital, Algiers. Land size, 381,740 square kilometers, or 919,595 square miles. Population, 45,070,006. The official language, Arabic and Tamazight, which is the language of the indigenous Berber. Official religion, Sunni Muslim. Currency, Dinar. Flag. The flag is divided equally into two bands. The left side is green and the right side is white. It has a red, five-pointed star within a red crescent, centered over the two color bands. The green represents Islam and paradise. White symbolizes purity and peace. Red symbolizes liberty. The crescent and star are Islamic symbols, but the crescent is more closed than those of other Muslim countries because Algerians believe the long crescent horns bring happiness. To be acceptable as an Algerian flag, the exact wavelength that each color must absorb is specified officially, which is highly unusual for any African country's flag. National Symbols A five-pointed star between the extended horns of a crescent moon and the fennec fox. Form of Government Presidential Republic Segment 2. Heart of the Nation Geography and Climate Algeria is the largest country in Africa and the Arab world. It borders the Mediterranean Sea to the north, Tunisia to the northeast, Niger to the southeast, Libya to the east, Morocco to the west, and Mauritania, Mali, and Western Sahara to the southwest. It is four times larger than France and is slightly less than 3.5 times larger than the state of Texas in the United States. There are four regions. The coastal mountainous chain, where about 90% of the population lives. There is only 3% of arable land in the country, mostly in this coastal area. Here you will find mild wet winters and hot dry summers. At times this area can receive 39 inches of rainfall annually. 
the high plateau region moving from the coast inland, this area has elevations between 1,300 and 4,300 feet, or 396 to 1,311 meters. It's mostly rocky with small areas of vegetation on which farm animals graze. There are even some sand dunes between the mountains. There is less rainfall than in the coastal region. Winds can be heavy and gusty, and temperatures can reach 43.3 degrees Celsius or 110 degrees Fahrenheit. Beyond the plateau region are the Saharan Atlas Mountains. These form the boundary of the fourth region, the Algerian Sahara Desert. The government made efforts to contain the desert by planting rows of pine trees, but the efforts were not successful. Algerian Sahara Desert has red sand with some unique sandstone rock formations. Oases can be found here with dates and citrus trees growing. It has typical desert life, including foxes, snakes, and lizards. It's also where Mount Tahat, the highest point in the country, can be found, with a height of 3,000 meters or 9,852 feet. At times, this mountain is even snow-topped. Natural Hazards Parts of Algeria are prone to severe and dangerous floods and mudslides in the rainy season. Northern Algeria is also within the earthquake zone, and there can be droughts. Environment Current issues include air pollution in major cities, soil erosion from overgrazing and other poor farming practices, desertification, dumping of raw sewage, petroleum refining wastes, and other industrial effluences leading to the pollution of rivers and coastal waters, Mediterranean Sea becoming polluted from oil wastes, soil erosion, and fertilizer runoff, and inadequate supplies of potable water. Algeria is a party to several international agreements. Some are biodiversity, climate change, comprehensive nuclear test ban, endangered species, environmental modification, hazardous wastes, ozone layer protection, and wetlands. Vegetation. Many of the original forests disappeared due to the clearing for agriculture and the many forest fires during the War of Independence in 1954-62. There have been programs of systematic replanting of forests, but the long, contiguous, coniferous forests of old are not common anymore. Unique to Algeria is the Algerian silver pine. Some of the other plants are the Aleppo pine, the cork oak, which cork is harvested from, cedar, eucalyptus, agave, machia scrub, olive tree and fig tree. There are also grapevines. Wildlife. Much of the wildlife lives close to civilization, and there are only about 100 mammal species left in the country. The most common are the wild boar, hyena, jackal, gazelle, porcupine, mongoose, genet cat, antelope, gerboa, and the hedgehog. It is not uncommon to spot fenex, native foxes, the smallest of the species, and there are several species of bats. It has a small African leopard and Saharan cheetah population, but these are seldom seen. The Barbary stag, a species of deer, can be found in the northeastern forests. Barbary macacas are the sole native monkey. The common monk seal can be found on the coast, as well as various dolphins and sharks. 
there are about 200 endemic bird species, with about 10 being endangered. There are millions of migratory birds which make their way over the Sahara each year. Some bird species you will see here are bunting, marble duck, golden eagle, lanner falcon, gray lag goose, muscovy partridge, blue rock thrush, heron, Algerian nuthatch, and the desert sparrow. Venomous and non-venomous snakes, monitor lizards, scorpions, and numerous other reptiles can be found living among an array of rodents through the semi-arid regions. Camels are used extensively, but the Barbary lions, Atlas bears, and Nile crocodiles are now extinct. The seven dangerous animals to be aware of are the red spitting cobra, Egyptian cobra, horned desert viper, North African boar, Northwest African cheetah, striped hyena, and the African wild dog. People. Indigenous Berbers as well as Phoenicians, Romans, Byzantine Greeks, Arabs, Turks, various sub-Saharan Africans, and French have contributed to the history of Algeria. 99% of the population is made up of Arabs and Berbers, with most Algerians identifying as Arab. Although there are many Berber-speaking Algerians belonging to different groups with varying languages, there are four main Berber tribes. The largest of these is the Kabyle, about 7,500 in number, live east of Algiers in the Kabylie region. This is between the Tel Atlas Mountains to the south and the Mediterranean Sea to the north. The Chawi Berber are in northeast Algeria, the Tuaregs in the southern desert, and the Shenwa people in North Algeria. Kabylie was part of the Roman Empire, specifically in the kingdom of Numidia. It was a somewhat protected area due to the mountainous terrain, so only small parts of it were conquered by the Ottoman Empire during the Middle Ages. The higher sections of Kabylie remained relatively autonomous. During the time of Ottoman rule in northern Africa, Islam was gradually adopted. Kabylie's relative independence continued under the regency of Algiers, right up until the arrival of Europeans and French colonization. Despite large resistance, the French conquered Kabylie in the middle of the 19th century. The borders defined at that time set in place the blueprint for what is now the administrative Kabylie territory today. It was a place maintaining a strong resistance against the French, and maintained a certain resistance against the government even when Algeria gained its own independence in 1962. A period of political protest and civil activism, known as the Berber Spring, was set off when local authorities banned a lecture to be held at the University of Tizi Uzu on ancient Berber poetry on March 10th of 1980. The Berber activists were protesting to protect the region's Berber identity, but their demonstrations ended violently by the state, where thousands were wounded and 123 were killed. This rioting was repeated in 2001, when a student named Massanisa Guerma died while being held under police custody. The movement for the autonomy of Kabylie was formed in 2001. Its focus was gaining independence from Algeria. To date, Kabylie doesn't have its own political sovereignty or independence. Most of the Kabyle population are Muslim, with a minority number of Christian. 
France also has a Kabyle diaspora of about one million. During the colonial period, there was a large European population in Algeria, about 10% in 1960, who became known as Pied Noirs. These were primarily of French, Spanish, and Italian origin. Almost all this population left during the War of Independence or immediately after its end. Although French has no official status, Algeria is the second-largest French-speaking country in the world in terms of speakers, and French is widely used in government, media, and both the educational system and academia due to Algeria's colonial history. Presently, about 80% of the population are Arab and 20% Berber. Less than 1% are European. Between 90,000 and 165,000 Sarai from the Western Sahara live in the Sarai refugee camps in the Western Algerian Sahara Desert. These were originally set up in 1975 to 76 for Sarai refugees fleeing from Moroccan forces who advanced through Western Sahara during the Western Sahara War. With most of the original refugees still living in the camps, the situation is among the most drawn out in the world. These refugees rely on international humanitarian assistance since they have limited opportunities in the harsh desert environment. However, the Tinduf camps are unique in that they run most of the affairs of the camp themselves with little outside interference. The camps are divided into five districts named after towns in the Western Sahara. There are more than 4,000 Palestinian refugees who are well integrated and have not asked for assistance from the UN High Commissioner for Refugees, or the UNHCR. France has the most Algerian migrants outside Algeria, with over 1.7 million, including some up to the second generation. Religion 99% of Algeria is Sunni Muslim. There is also a tiny Jewish community whose presence goes back centuries. Christianity had a prior history of up to a million Catholics in Algeria during the French occupation, but over time those numbers have dwindled. There are some remnants of the indigenous Berber religion in the form of organizations or brotherhoods who practice magic and hold ceremonies. Marabouts, or holy men, are believed to have special powers given them by God. These were strongly opposed, first by the French colonizers and later by the Algerian government. Islam forms the cultural and spiritual basis for the country and unifies the citizens within the country as well as with other Arab nations. However, the observances are not strictly universal and there is a range of traditions practiced among Algerian Muslims. There are no priests or clergy in Islam. Instead, there are men called mufti who interpret the Quran in the mosques, and imam, who lead prayers in the mosques. Those who give call to prayer are called mu'ezins. The Quran is consulted for any question or dilemma one might have rather than any religious leader. Ramadan is the most important Islamic observation. It is a month of fasting in which eating and drinking are not permitted between sunrise and sunset. This is followed by the feast of Eid al-Fitr, during which families visit and exchange gifts. Eid al-Adha commemorates the sacrifice by Abraham to Allah, 
celebrated at the end of the annual period of pilgrimage to Mecca. Before entering the mosque or house of worship, some rituals must be followed. This includes ceremonial washing of the hands, arms, face, head, and feet. Washing facilities are provided outside. This washing demonstrates one's humility before God, as cleanliness is a prerequisite to prayer. Shoes must also be removed before entering the mosque. According to Islamic tradition, women aren't allowed inside. When one dies, it is customary to visit the family of the deceased. Family members dress in black. Muslims will also commemorate the dead after the passing of one year by going to the cemeteries. There is much religious persecution and interference for those of minority religious groups. Proselytizing is illegal in the country. History The indigenous Berber people have been under foreign rule for much of the last 3,000 years. The first invaders were the Phoenicians, who began establishing ports along the Mediterranean in 1250 BCE. The Romans started conquering parts of North Africa, declaring a new kingdom called Numidia. Roman rule lasted 600 years with the Berber territory being annexed to the Roman Empire in 24 AD. Under Roman rule, Berber communities became fractured, with increases in urbanization and in the area under cultivation, which increased Berber opposition. The region was known as Granary of the Empire, with agriculture being the greatest contributor towards the wealth of most towns. Christianity arrived in the second century. The areas which were settled had converted to Christianity by the end of the fourth century, and some Berber tribes had converted in great numbers. Muslim Arabs entered in the 7th to 8th century CE and were met with resistance by the Berbers. Yet, they were conquered again in the 11th century. There was extreme pressure exerted on the people to convert to Islam, and many were basically forced to. Those who refused fled to the hills. In the 15th century, Spanish troops entered the country and seized Algiers, Oran, and other important port cities. In the early part of the 16th century, Aruj and Ker Adin, two Muslim brothers, were operating as pirates off the coast of Tunisia. They were called Red Beard or Barbarossa by Europeans. Aruj was killed in 1518, two years after moving his base of operations to Algiers. His brother, Ker Adin, succeeded him as military commander of Algiers, and he was awarded the position of provincial governor by the Ottoman Sultan. Under Ker's regency, Algiers became the main base of support of Ottoman authority in North Africa. Arabs and Berbers were removed from government posts, and the official language became Turkish. The French took control in the 19th century, first by invading Algiers on July 5th of 1830. Four years later, they began a 132-year reign, declaring Algeria a colony. This ended a three-century rule as an autonomous province of the Ottoman Empire. The French began immigrating in large numbers to Algeria, started replacing Algerian culture with their own, and soon came to be known as Colons, then later Noirs. In the early 1880s, the area consisted of 2.5 million Arabs, with just 300,000 Europeans, half being French. 
During World War I and World War II, Algerians were drafted to fight alongside the French. After World War II, Algerian leaders demanded Muslim equality in recognition of their service in the war. Charles de Gaulle, the leader of the French resistance against Germany during the war, agreed to grant French citizenship to certain select Muslims. This was an unsatisfactory response, elevating tensions between Algerians and their colonizers. The Muslim population became increasingly dissatisfied with their inequality in political and economic spheres, and demanded greater representation, even autonomy. The Algerian People's Party was formed in 1937 among Algerian workers and intellectuals to bring unity and a name to their movement. This was founded by Messali Hajj. In 1939, it was banned but operated covertly for some time. The end of World War II was considered the beginning of the end for French colonialism in Algeria. On May 8, 1945, Algerian demonstrators took to the streets, carrying Algerian flags and calling for independence. 20,000 were killed. Here is where the Algerian War of Independence began, and it is considered one of the greatest turning points in its colonial history. In 1954, the Algerian War for Independence broke out while the National Liberation Army, or ALN, organized under the National Liberation Front, FLN, staged guerrilla attacks on French military and called on all Muslims to join their struggle. The ALN evolved in just three years into a disciplined fighting force of nearly 40,000, known for its success in guerrilla warfare tactics. In 1956, the FLN established a parliament based in Cairo. In September of 1958, Ferhat Abbas was put in as president of the provisional government, with headquarters in Cairo and Tunisia. Algerian independence was opposed by French expatriates in Algeria, who organized the secret army organization. The French sent almost half a million troops to Algeria over the next four years. They were bombing villages and torturing prisoners, to the point where it gained worldwide attention, and these actions were condemned by the United Nations and United States President John F. Kennedy. There are different estimates on the reported number of fatalities. The Algerian government claims more than one and a half million died, while French historians place that number at about 400,000. On July 5, 1962, Algeria became independent from France and on September 25, 1962, the creation of the People's Republic of Algeria was formally proclaimed. At the same time, Arabic became the official language. Ahmed Ben Bella was declared premier, making him head of the government. He was also head of the FLN, the country's sole political party. In September of 1963, he was elected president of the republic for a period of five years. For the two years following this change in government, more than 900,000 European Piedmoirs fled Algeria. In 1976, Algerian and Moroccan armies clashed over Western Sahara. In the 1980s, Islamic fundamentalists became increasingly stronger in the country, and this led to several riots. From 1986 to 1988, there was a collapse of oil and gas prices, which intensified already increasing inflation and unemployment. This led to serious rioting. 
1989, the power of the FLN was reduced when a new constitution allowed other political parties for the first time. The first part of a general election was held in 1991, but the process of democratization was cut short when the Islamic Salvation Front, or FIS, forced the seated premier to resign. Yet, the FIS wasn't the successors, since a military takeover of anti-FIS forces replaced the premier. Elections were scheduled again in 1992, but the outcome seemed set to favor the outlawed FIS party, and the elections were canceled. This resulted in ongoing retaliations and counterattacks, with many villages being destroyed and tens of thousands being killed on both sides. Known as the Dirty War, Algeria suffered a civil war throughout the 1990s between the government and Islamists, which resulted in about 200,000 Algerian deaths, including approximately 15,000 who forcibly disappeared. In 1999, Abdelaziz Bouteflika became president, introducing a national reconciliation policy. 2006 ushered in the rise of al-Qaeda in Algeria. In January 2011, there were major protests over food prices and unemployment, resulting in two deaths attributed to clashes with security forces. This prompted the government to order price cuts on basic food items. In January 2013, dozens of foreign hostages were killed by the Islamist al-Muri Batoun group in a four-day siege at a remote In Aminas gas plant. Algerian special forces stormed the site. In September 2014, Islamists beheaded the French tourist Hervé Guardel after demanding that France end its support for the campaign against Islamic State in Iraq and Syria. In April 2019, street protests prompted President Bouteflika to resign, having earlier postponed presidential elections because of political turmoil. Abdel Kader Bensala, the Speaker of the Upper House of Parliament, became interim president, but protests continued. A presidential election was held in December of 2019, and former Prime Minister Delmajid Taboon won the first round. Yet, the Constitutional Council reported a record-low voter turnout of just under 40%. Protesters called the election a sham and orchestrated a boycott. Protesters refused to recognize Taboon as president. Current Political and Humanitarian Issues Algeria is divided between the political elite and much of the population who feel disenfranchised and powerless. Because the people feel that they are not represented in the government, many resort to violent actions as their only form of political expression. Activists began organizing in 2019 to protest the political status quo and to demand the resignation of the then-instated President Bouteflika. On May 21, 2021, with COVID-19 added to the stresses on society, along with further economic hardships, these protests, known as Hirak, have continued, being met with strong oppositional governmental force. The activists are calling for a transition from a military-dominated state to a civilian one. Very little dialogue has taken place between the Hirak activists and the government. Instead, many are being jailed and charged with excessive crimes. 
along with the suppression of public protests, there is fraud in the election process, restrictions on the media, and government corruption. Algeria has been categorized by Freedom House as not free. The high unemployment rate has contributed to an increase in crime, particularly in the cities. Unemployment is currently close to 14%, and the Algerian dinar has depreciated by 40%. There have been ongoing tensions between Morocco and Algeria over the territory of Western Sahara. It is also known as the Sarai Arab Democratic Republic, or SADR. It is split between two different governances. The SADR government controls the easternmost one-fifth of the area. The seat of this government is in the Sarai refugee camps in Tindouf, Algeria. The other four-fifths of Western Sahara is controlled by Morocco and calls it its southern provinces. The portion controlled by the SADR is on the border with Algeria and has forces from the Polisario Front patrolling the area for the SADR. The Algerian government has been focused on Morocco over the Moroccan government's stated support of the Kabyle independent movement. With this, Algeria accuses Morocco of supporting a separatist movement known as the Movement for Autonomy of Kabylie, or MAK. MAK is based in France, but its interest is in the Kabylie population in Algeria, and the Algerian government asserts that MAK is planning terrorist operations on Algerian soil. Moreover, Donald Trump's administration made the executive decision to recognize the kingdom's sovereignty over Western Sahara. This was part of a deal in which Morocco established formal ties with Israel. Morocco is now getting military support from Israel, and it is granting Israel rights to conduct gas exploration on the shores of Western Sahara. Morocco also used spyware from an Israeli company targeting Algerian nationals, officials, and diplomats. Algeria is increasing security along its other borders due to terrorist attacks and cross-border attacks by Islamic militant groups. It has also provided security assistance to some neighboring countries, particularly Tunisia, and conducted joint military and counterterrorism operations. There are more than 100,000 Sarai, mostly living in refugee camps in the town of Tindouf. There are 6,627 Syrian refugees. Terrorist groups, including Al-Qaeda and the Islamic Maghreb, or AQIM, and regional groups including Al-Marabitoun and Daesh affiliates continue to operate in Algeria. Algerian women and girls are vulnerable to sex trafficking due to financial problems or after running away from home. Undocumented sub-Saharan migrants are vulnerable to labor and sex trafficking and are exploited in restaurants, houses, and informal work sites. Sub-Saharan men and women needing more funds for their onward journey to Europe work illegally in construction and commercial sex and are vulnerable to sex trafficking and debt bondage. Foreign women and girls, mainly from Sub-Saharan Africa, are subject to sex trafficking in bars and informal brothels. Criminal begging rings that exploit Sub-Saharan African migrant children are common. 
Algeria's tier rating for human trafficking is tier 3. Algeria does not fully comply with the minimum standards for the elimination of trafficking and is not making significant efforts to do so. Other human rights concerns are lack of accountability for violence against women, restrictions on workers' freedom of association, and child labor. Government Algeria is officially a multi-party republic. The FLN has been the dominant party since independence. Other parties were legalized in 1988, although certain ones have been outlawed, such as the FIS, a militant Islamic group. In the July 2021 election, fewer than one-third of the registered voters took part in that election. The government branches include the executive, judicial, and legislative. In the executive branch, the president, the chief of state, is elected by absolute majority vote through a two-round system. He serves a five-year term. He was formally limited to two five-year terms, but a constitutional amendment passed by the parliament in 2008 removed this limitation. He is the head of the Council of Ministers, the High Security Council, and of the Army. The Prime Minister is appointed by the President after consulting with the majority party in Parliament. He serves a five-year term and is head of government. The legislative branch is a bicameral parliament consisting of the Council of the Nation, which is the Upper House, which has 144 members serving six-year terms, of which 96 members are chosen by local assemblies and 48 are appointed by the President. The National People's Assembly, the Lower House, has 407 members who are directly elected for five-year terms. The minimum age requirement for election into the National People's Assembly is 28. The judicial branch consists of the Supreme Court, with 150 judges organized into four divisions. It also consists of the Constitutional Council, which is nine members. The Supreme Court members have no term limits. The council members are appointed for single six-year terms, with half of the members renewed every three years. The country is divided into 48 provinces, of which each elects its own assembly. It is overseen by a governor appointed by the national government, who serves as a primary liaison between local and federal government. There are 200 tribunals spread throughout the country. They are the first level in the justice system. The next level is the provincial courts, of which there are 48. The Supreme Court is the highest level for appeals. Also, there are three courts that deal with the economic crimes against the state, whose verdicts are final and cannot be appealed. The Court of State Security, made up of army officers and magistrates, tries cases involving state security. For military activity, the President is Commander-in-Chief of the Armed Forces. This is known as the Algerian People's National Army, or ANP. It includes an Army, Navy, and Air Force, plus the Territorial Air Defense Forces. Security forces include the Republican Guard, who is responsible to the President, National Gendarmerie, Ministry of Interior, and General Directorate of National Security, or the National Police. Military service is compulsory for men aged 19 to 30 for a total of 12 months. Algeria has the largest defense budget in Africa 
and has the second largest military in North Africa. There are approximately 130,000 ANP personnel, approximately 130 to 140,000 National Gendarmerie, and approximately 200,000 General Directorate of National Security. Russia is a close ally of Algeria, and that is where most of Algeria's weapons come from. Other suppliers of armaments are China and Germany. Photography of military or sensitive sites, including military or security personnel, may lead to arrest or detention, and possibly deportation. The Algerian People's National Army has played a large role in the country's politics since independence. It backed the election of Bouteflika in 1999 and remained a center of power during his 20-year rule. It was also instrumental in Bouteflika's resignation in 2019, when it withdrew support and called for him to be removed from office. Algeria is a member of the League of Arab States, the Arab League, whose goal is to strengthen ties among Arab nations, to coordinate their policies, and to protect their common interests. It is also included in the European Union's European Neighborhood Policy, or EMP, which aims to bring the EU and its neighbors closer. Universal suffrage is at 18 years of age. Citizenship. One cannot become a citizen by birth. The mother must be a citizen of Algeria to obtain citizenship by descent only. There is no recognition of dual citizenship. Naturalization is possible after seven years of residency. Economy. Algeria is classified as an upper, middle-income country by the World Bank. However, poverty remains widespread and unemployment is high. The economy is dominated by the state. The government has restricted privatization of state-owned industries and has imposed restrictions on imports and foreign involvement in its economy. The external debt is extremely low at about 2% of GDP. The economy is based primarily on oil and natural gas. It has the world's fifth largest reserves of natural gas and is the second largest exporter. It also has large oil reserves. The country has shifted from a primarily agricultural economy to include other industries. Almost a quarter of the population is farmers, but it only contributes to about 6% of the country's economy. The agricultural industry is plagued with droughts, encroaching desert, poor irrigation, and lack of machinery, as well as government policies that favor industry over farming. Land use includes 17.4% agricultural, 0.8% forest, and 81.8% other. Most food produced is for local consumption, although Algeria only produces 25% of its food needs. The most common crops are wheat, barley, corn, and rice, as well as fruits and vegetables, but they also raise sheep and cattle. The labor force is made up of about 30% being employed by the government, 16% in construction and public works, 13% in industry, and 5% in transportation and communications. The country has a serious problem with unemployment with a rate of 12.83%. For youth ages 15 to 24, the percentage is 27. There has been a significant number of Algerians who have emigrated to France to find jobs, 
Oftentimes they return home in the summer to see their families. The country is rich in deposits of iron ore, phosphates, lead, zinc, and antimony. There is also natural gas and petroleum. Industries include natural gas, petroleum, petrochemical, mining, light industries, electrical, and food processing. Most of Algeria's workers are unskilled. However, many of the country's industries require specific training, and this fact contributes to the high unemployment rate. The government has tried to change this by starting specialized training programs. Algeria has been heavily investing in research facilities and employing researchers to advance alternative energy production. Their aim is to increase production of renewable energy sources. These include geothermal and hydropower, biomass, solar, and wind power. The government has funded the creation of a solar science park in Hasi Armel and is using concentrating solar power technology. Exports These amount to 38 billion in U.S. dollars. The main exports are oil and gas, nitrogenous fertilizers, and ammonia. Other items are dates, tobacco, leather goods, and vegetables. Energy exports are a major sector for the economy. Major export partners include Italy, France, Spain, United States, and United Kingdom. Imports. These amount to 54 billion in U.S. dollars. Imports include refined petroleum, wheat, packaged medicaments, concentrated milk, and vehicle parts. Other items are raw materials, food, beverages, and consumer products. The government imposes strict regulations on imports to make the country more self-sufficient. Major import partners include China, France, Italy, Spain, and Germany. The poverty rate is 4.5%. Urbanism and Architecture Most of the people live in the very northern part of the country, along the Mediterranean coast. Urban population amounts to 74.3% of the population. Algiers, the capital, is in the north on the Mediterranean coast. It is the oldest city in the country and dates to Phoenician times, almost 3,000 years ago. It is a modern and metropolitan city with somewhat disorienting architectural contrast. This is due to the fusion of French and Islamic design. There is a mix of French-built elegant villas and historic Islamic landmarks. The Kasbah, Arabic for fortress, is a world UNESCO site. It is the old Islamic part of the city and consists of markets and narrow, winding alleyways and intricate arches. Many of the buildings are in disrepair, but there is great energy as the streets are full of people walking and shopping, merchants selling, and children playing. People are out selling their crafts, such as pottery, carpets, and baskets. The Kasbah, being in the center, is surrounded by newer European-style buildings. Following the labyrinth of streets, you are led to the Bay of Algiers, where you will find the port at Algiers, which is the largest port in the country and is also an industrial center. Oran, to the west of Algiers, is the second largest city. It was built in 903 by the Arabs, but the Spanish dominated it for two centuries, and later it was occupied by the French. 
Here, you will find more European influence than in any other city in Algeria, home to the many cathedrals and French colonial architecture. While most of the desert is uninhabited, it does have some villages, many surrounded by stone walls. Privacy is highly valued, and many homes are walled in. The houses are designed with the inner patio or courtyard being the focus, and the rooms form a circle around it. This same model is seen from high-rises to shacks. Traditional building materials are whitewashed stone or brick, and in older homes, the ceilings and upper parts of the walls are decorated with tiled mosaics. Nomads living in the high plateau and the desert live in tents, woven from grass, goat's hair, and wool. In the Kabylia Mountains, villagers build their one-room homes of clay and grass or piled stones, and divide the room into two parts, one for the animals and one for the family. There are nomadic tent dwellers in the southern plateau and desert regions also. They often shepherd their animals, moving them from pasture to pasture, without owning land of their own. Over time, the government became the owner of the best farmland, as well as mines, factories, banks, and the transportation system. Economic inequality has remained a pressing problem and has led to riots and violent outbreaks. Family and Households In the past, the household included extended families. It was the norm for the husband, his wives, and any children to live in the husband's parents' home. Grandparents lived there also, as did divorced or widowed daughters and their children. In modern times, with independence becoming more prevalent, smaller households are more common, as more are living in urban settings. However, it's not unusual for Algerian women to have between seven and nine children. Inheritance passes from father to the oldest son, unless there are no children. In that case, belongings in land are distributed among relatives. There is a very strong kinship in the areas having a stronger Arab influence. With urbanization and modernization, this has weakened some, but loyalty to one's family is still considered the most important of any relationships. The focus is on family life. In the Berber tradition, there are village groupings or sofs. Members of each group maintain the highest loyalty to that group. These groups hold weight in a political way, and loyalty breaks down along the lines of village groupings or sofs. These groups are political in nature and have a part in governing village life. Women work almost exclusively in the home. They are responsible for the domestic chores, while the men take care of any outside tasks, including shopping. The small percentage of women who work outside of the home usually work in the fields of nursing, teaching, or secretarial work. However, this percentage doesn't include women who work in agriculture and in farming communities. It is common for women as well as men to work in the fields. Women are allowed to run for public office, but this is still pretty rare. Marriage Marriages are usually arranged either by the parents of the couple or by a professional matchmaker. The decision for reunion of two people includes the union of both families. Wedding celebrations are a lengthy event, lasting for days with music, special foods, and ritual baths for the bride. The cost is covered by the groom. The law views women as permanent minors. 
They need permission from either their fathers or husbands for most activities outside the home. Divorce can only be decided on by the husband. It is still legally permissible, although rare, for men to have up to four wives, a code that is laid out in the Quran. Child-rearing Infant care is an exclusively female responsibility. Children are considered a wealth and a blessing to their parents. There is a great difference in how female and male children are brought up. Boys are taught the expectation that females have the responsibility of attending to the male's desires and needs. Girls are given more chores and responsibilities in the home, whereas boys have time to play and are allowed more time outside. While in the past only boys were educated, this has been changing in recent times. Only 42% of the population was literate in 1977. In 1990, this increased to 57% for males and 45% for females. Efforts have been made by the government to concentrate more on youth literacy than on adult literacy. Most Algerian children didn't attend school before independence. At that time, the education system was based on the French model. In the years since 1971, the government made education free and mandatory for children between ages 6 and 15, and has tried to use the education system to define the nation. Technical skills and the Arabic language are stressed. Now there are 90% of children attending schools in the cities and 67% attending primary schools in the rural areas. The secondary schools are attended by half of all eligible secondary age children, and girls comprise 38% of students at this level. Finding qualified teachers for the increasing student population has been a problem. 71% of secondary teachers in 1985 were foreign. During French rule, only French students were able to attend the sole university in Algiers. Today, there are more than 30 institutes of higher education, with universities in several cities. These institutes include programs in technical, agricultural, vocational, and teacher training. Several Algerians study overseas with government funding in the United States, Eastern Europe, and Russia. Etiquette Introductions in small groups involve greeting each person individually, giving priority to any elders. It's customary to include inquiries about family and health as part of the greeting process. There is little interaction between genders of the opposite sex. Genders tend to group in social settings. Between men and women, there are rarely public displays of affection, yet holding hands and touching between members of the same sex is not uncommon. Algerians tend to be at a close distance when conversing, Within arm's distance is normal. The space will be greater when the interaction is between a person of the opposite sex. Men usually shake hands when greeting one another. A kiss on one cheek is normal when greeting family. Greetings between men and women differ. It is not acceptable for religiously practicing ones to touch someone of the opposite sex. Eye contact shows respect for others. When speaking with others, conversation that is too direct is considered impolite. Algerians are known for their hospitality and generosity. Visiting is a part of everyday life, 
mostly within the circle of extended family. It's the norm for the host to serve tea or coffee with something sweet. Culture Traditional dress for the man is a gandora, a white cloak made of wool which is worn over a long cotton shirt. Sometimes a cape is worn draped over the shoulders. This varies in material depending on the season. During summer it is made of linen, and in winter it's made of wool. Fancy embroidery can be seen on the cape at times, which indicates the wealth of the wearer. A red fez is worn wrapped in a white cloth as the traditional head covering. Women have a similar dress but with more coverage. The hake is a gown-like garment which covers from head to foot. It's draped loosely and worn over loose pants. The pants are gathered at the ankle. It is not unusual to see some in the cities wearing European-style clothing. However, it is seen more with men and sometimes with younger women. Being in Arabic society, women in Algeria are considered weaker than men and in need of protection. The important decisions are made by the men. Women generally don't associate with men who are not members of their family. Their major interactions are with other women. Men have many different spheres of contact as they go about to work, visit mosques, coffee shops, and marketplaces. Even with independence and a government adopting socialist principles, these customs have remained mostly the same. Conservative Islamist groups do not readily adopt gender equality. The Berbers have practices which vary greatly among the different groups regarding gender. Kabyle women have similar restrictions to Arabic women and do not inherit property, nor remarry without the consent of the husband who divorced them. While still limited socially, the Chawi women have a slightly higher status as they are thought to have special magical powers. The Mzabits do not allow the women to leave the confines of the village, but advocate social equality and literacy for men and women within the village. The Tuaregs stand out as a unique group among Muslim cultures in that the society is dominated more by women than by men. It is the men who wear veils instead of the women. Tuareg men can be distinguished by the length of indigo cloth they wear wrapped around the head in a turban, extending over their robes and covering them completely apart from their eyes. Women control the economy and the property, and education is provided equally to boys and girls. The Algerian law, Article 338, states that anyone guilty of a homosexual act is punishable with imprisonment of between two months and two years, and with a fine of 500 to 2,000 Algerian dinars. Legal Issues Penalties for possession, use, or trafficking illegal drugs are severe, and if convicted, offenders can expect long jail sentences and heavy fines. Social Provisions The government offers pensions to the elderly and disabled, and gives allowances for families with children. The welfare system is financed by contributions from employers and employees, as well as the state. Education Literacy is 87.4% for males and 75.3% for females. School is compulsory for children from ages 6 to 15. Arabic has been the language used in school since 1972. 
French is introduced as a language beginning at age 8, and science classes are then taught in French. Other languages offered are English, Italian, Spanish, and German. After completing the mandatory nine years of primary school, students can choose to continue their education via high school or another educational institution. The school offers a general program or a technical one. After completing the third year of secondary school, an exam is given to pass the baccalaureate. After this, one can continue with graduate studies in universities and institutes. Healthcare The government provides free health care for children under 16 and adults over 60, focuses on vaccinations and preventative medicines, and in providing local clinics rather than large centralized hospitals. Presently, health care facilities and providers are not available in the rural areas, just the highly populated north. It's mandatory for all medical workers to work at a state medical facility for several years. Poor sanitation and the lack of safe drinking water has been exacerbated by housing shortages and overpopulation in the cities. Malaria, trachoma, typhoid fever, dysentery, tuberculosis, and venereal disease are the major health problems. The improved drinking water for urban populations is at 99.2% and at 97.4% in the rural areas. The infant mortality rate is 20.23 deaths per 1,000 live births. The obesity rate is 27.4%. Life expectancy. For men, this is 76.32 years. For women, 79.33 years. Food. Algerian cuisine has its roots in a combination of influence from many different cultures. Many exotic spices came from the spice islands of Indonesia. Some of these include cloves, saffron, ginger, cinnamon, and nutmeg. The Spanish brought peaches, plums, and oranges, along with olives and olive oil. With European traders came different teas. Religious holidays are often celebrated with special foods. For the birthday of Muhammad, dried fruits are a common treat. For Eid al-Fitr, the final breaking of the Ramadan fast, large quantities of food are eaten, including sweets and pastries. Some popular dishes. The national dish is couscous, steamed semolina wheat topped with a stew-like mixture of meats and vegetables cooked with varying seasonings. The usual meats are lamb or chicken. The vegetables can include many different ones, but commonly include red peppers, turnips, chickpeas, and onions. Sometimes raisins or almonds are to be added. The seasonings may include coriander, cumin, salt, pepper, or even cinnamon. Michawi is lamb prepared whole over an open fire, seasoned with herb butter, and cooked slowly. It is usually also seasoned with cumin and salt. Chorba is a spicy soup with a typical base of potatoes, beans, and meat. Dolma is a meal featuring leaves such as cabbage or grape or peppers stuffed with ground meat, rice, saffron, and mint leaves. It's often baked with tomatoes and onions. Borek is a flaky dough pastry filled with different items. Some typical fillings include ground meat, potatoes, cheese, 
spinach and onions, and fried eggs. These can be baked or fried. People enjoy etsai, a sweet tea flavored with mint. They also enjoy strong coffee and fruit juices. Laban is a fermented milk or yogurt drink enhanced with different items for flavor, such as cucumbers or mint. In 1960, Algeria was the largest exporter of wine in the world and the fourth largest producer of wine in the world. Algerian vines today grow table grapes rather than wine grapes. Arts Algeria has a mix of famous literary persons, both French writers who live in Algeria, as well as native Algerians. Some of the native Algerians choose to write in French to allow books to be published in France, and then distributed in both France and Algeria. In the 50s and 60s, much of the literature by the French-speaking Algerians was a verbalization of the struggle for freedom. In more modern times, there have been a couple of controversial Algerian authors. One is Amin Azawi, who writes both in Arabic and French, and covers topics such as homosexuality and the position of women in Algeria. Another such writer is Salim Baki, who wrote Kill Them All in 2006 about a pilot who directed a hijacked aircraft into the World Trade Center in New York. Algeria has a national film company and had produced about 40 feature films by the mid-1980s. Muhammad Lakdar Hamina, born in 1934, won the Gold Palm at Cannes in 1975 for his The Glowing Years. In 1982, he won the Cannes Film Festival Award for his film Desert Wind. There are various forms of music in Algeria, but they're mostly forms of the Andalusian classical music, and is said to have been developed by the Muslim population and the Moors. Specific rhythmic patterns are played in a set order, with each one being followed up by poems which are sung. Core instruments are the oud, kamenja, which is a viola or violin, rebab, darbuka, tar, kanon, cello, and piano. Voice is the primary instrument, with other instruments having just a supporting role. Algeria has a history of handcrafts and traditional arts. Some are jewelry, pottery, brassware, embroidery, and carpet making. The carpets are made from wool or goat hair and can be knotted or woven. The jewelry is often made from silver. Celebrations and Holidays Mulud, the birthday of Muhammad During the month of Ramadan, Muslims refrain from food and drink during the daylight hours. Each evening the fast is broken with a family meal. New Year's Day is January 1st. Labor Day is May 1st. Commemoration Day, which is the anniversary of the overthrow of Ahmed Ben Bella, June 19th. Independence Day is July 5th. And anniversary of the outbreak of the revolution is November 1st. Sports. Football, or soccer, is the country's national sport. Algeria has won the African Cup of Nations football championship twice, once in 1990 and then in 2019. The national football team is named after the noted smallest fox in the world found in Algeria, Le Fenech. 
Playing cards, chess, and checkers are part of the Algerian culture. Rifle shooting is also part of a cultural recreation. Racing, or fantasia, is a traditional sport. This consists of a group of horse riders who charge along a straight path at the same speed to form a line, and then at the end of the charge, they fire into the sky using old muskets or muzzle-loading rifles. The horses are bred from the Arabian and Barb breeds, or a mixture of the two. Transportation The country has the national carrier Air Algerie, which serves the largest cities in the nation, with connections to 37 other countries in Europe, Africa, and the Middle East. There are a total of 149 airports, 67 which have paved runways. It has three registered air carriers with an inventory of 87 aircraft. The Algerian road network is the densest in Africa. The Trans-Sahara Highway, one of the oldest transnational highways in Africa and one of the most complete, runs through Algeria, Nigeria, and Niger. There are roughly 4,000 kilometers of railways. There are many kilometers of pipelines, carrying condensate, gas, liquid petroleum gas, oil, and refined products. There are 111 merchant marine vessels, running out of nine different ports and terminals. Communications For fixed telephone lines, about one-tenth of the population have these. With mobile telephone subscriptions, they are roughly 104 per 100 people. State-run radio television, Algerienne, operates the broadcast media and carries programming in Arabic, Berber dialects, and French. The use of satellite dishes is widespread, providing easy access to European and Arab satellite stations. State-run radio operates several national networks and roughly 40 regional radio stations. Internet users amount to 60% of the population. Broadband subscribers are 9 per 100 inhabitants. Energy 99.4% of the population has electricity. 96% of Algeria's energy needs are met with natural gas. The other 4% are a combination of oil, solar, hydro, and wind technologies. Travel Algiers Memorial du Martyr this is a monument built to commemorate the many who fought in the Algerian War for Independence. It's 300 feet high and is shaped like three palm leaves. In the center of the leaves there's a flame burning, which is maintained to burn eternally with soldiers standing guard. Kasbah. This is a unique setting of an old Islamic city, which depicts the historical flavor of the region and shouldn't be missed. It's found in the city center of Algiers and is a series of cascading houses situated on a hill and overlooks the Mediterranean Sea. It is one of the UNESCO World Heritage Sites. Oran. You can visit the Foret de Canastel. This is a forested area which has a beautiful view overlooking the Mediterranean. You can also visit Plague de Madag, a sandy swimming beach on the Mediterranean. Then there's Chapelle de Santa Cruz. This is a church set on a hill, which gives you an incredible view overlooking the city and the sea. La Cathédrale du Sacré-Coeur 
is a cathedral of noteworthy architecture with many arches in the downtown area. There are seven UNESCO World Heritage Sites in Algeria. There is Al-Kala of Beni Hamad, a site containing the ruins of the first capital of the Hamadid Emirs from 1007 AD. Jamila, the remains of an ancient Roman colony founded during the reign of Nerva in 96-98 AD. Then there's Kasbah of Algiers, a walled citadel and the traditional quarter clustered around it. There are remains of the citadel, the old mosques, and Ottoman-style palaces, as well as the remains of an urban structure associated with a deep-rooted sense of community. There's Mazab Valley. This is a traditional urban compound created in the 10th century and is in the northern Sahara Desert. Tassili Najir. This is an area which can be described as a rock forest and has more than 15,000 drawings and engravings, which help to record the climatic changes, the animal migrations, and the history of mankind. It is located on the edge of the Sahara in the southeast bordering Libya and Niger. Timgad. This is a Roman military colony. It was founded in 100 AD by Trajan. It was planned and contained crosswise aligned streets depicting Roman urban planning. Then there's Tipasa. This was an ancient Punic trading post on the shores of the Mediterranean. It comprises a unique group of Phoenician, Roman, Paleo-Christian, and Byzantine ruins, alongside indigenous monuments. Segment 3, Who Is? Albert Camus. He won the Nobel Peace Prize in Literature in 1957. He was born in 1913 into a French family in Algeria. He was honest and blunt in writing about the problems plaguing contemporary society. He died in a car crash at the age of 46, three years after receiving his Nobel Prize. Six of his books are Le Stranger, La Peste, La Chute, The Myth of Sisyphus, The Rebel, and Caligula. Claude Cohen-Tanuji. He won the Nobel Peace Prize in Physics in 1997. Segment 4. Who would have thought? Algeria is famous for the world's smallest fox, the fennec fox. It has large ears measuring up to six inches, which look very oversized on this small animal. Interesting info. Algeria is the largest country in Africa and the 10th largest in the world. The Sahara Desert makes up more than four-fifths of this country's area. The Sahara is the largest hot desert in the world. The U.S. Army transported camels from Algeria and other North African countries using the USS supply two times. They imported hundreds of camels up until the 1870s. Algeria was recognized as malaria-free in 2019, only the second African nation to achieve that. Some participate in the combat sport of Kambat Ta Ikbech, which is an illegal sport involving the fighting of sheep, where they're trained to battle each other to death. The Jamaa El Jazair Mosque in Algeria has the world's tallest minaret. The minaret is 265 meters high. Algeria has the largest population of the endangered Saharan cheetah. 
In 2008, there were thought to be just 250 left in the world. Algeria is known for having some of the best dates in the world. It is common for visitors to be greeted with offerings of dates and milk. Pointing at objects or people is considered rude. Also, never use the left hand separately. When handing something, do it with the right hand or both hands. 31% of Algerians are under 15 years old. The age of criminal responsibility is 13. Algeria mediated negotiations between Iran and the United States in 1980 to liberate the American hostages Iran kidnapped from the American embassy. This led to the signing of the Algiers Accords and the prisoners' release. When eating in Algeria, many foods are eaten with the thumb, forefinger, and middle finger of the right hand. Using more than three fingers while eating signifies greed. It is considered unclean if you eat with your left hand. It's considered a sign to your host that you've had enough when you leave a little on your plate. Algeria is home to the largest company in Africa, Sonatrach. It is the national state-owned oil company. Algeria's military is one of the largest in Africa and has the largest defense budget on the continent. Algeria was home to the Barbary Pirates, along with a few other major North African coastal cities, where the area became known as the Barbary Coast. They were Muslim pirates or privateers preying on merchant ships and even raiding European coastal towns and villages, mainly in Italy, France, Spain, and Portugal, even extending to the British Isles, the Netherlands, and Iceland. They acquired slaves for the Ottoman slave trades, as well as the general Arab slave market in North Africa and the Middle East. They would take slaves from the thousands of captured ships or from coastal towns and sell them in the Ottoman Empire to be used in many ways. Some were used in armies, some on farms, some worked in the palace of the sultan, and some were sold as sex slaves. Many coastal towns of Spain and Italy were vacated due to the fear of being taken as slaves. It is said that from 1530 to 1780, as many as 1,250,000 were enslaved by these raids. In the end of the 17th century, as the European navies grew stronger, these attacks diminished. The United States waged two separate wars known as the Barbary Wars against the Barbary States between 1801 and 1816. They fought alongside other nations in these wars, such as Sweden and the Kingdom of Sicily. These pirate threats were eradicated with the conquest of Algiers by the French in 1830. I hope you've enjoyed this episode on Algeria in our Nations of the World podcast series. I'm excited to share that in under seven months, I have thousands of listeners from all over the world in 78 different countries. If you are enjoying the series, please consider leaving a review for Nations of the World podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can also help to support my work by making a small contribution on Patreon. You can find me there at patreon.com slash nations of the world. With your review on Apple Podcasts, I will give you a shout out in my next episode. If you contribute on Patreon at the first level, you will get a shout out in my next episode, and you will have the chance to submit a question you'd like to have answered in one of my upcoming podcasts. 
This can be a question about how I plan or produce my show, or it can be a question to be answered in one of my upcoming episodes about a particular country. If you contribute on Patreon at the second level, you'll receive the shout-out and question submittal, along with free access to all the episodes electronically in ebook format. These ebooks range in size from about 10,000 to 25,000 words each. Thank you again for listening to my podcasts. Without your interest in the show, I would have no reason to continue producing more episodes. I have many exciting ideas on how to expand the show, which I can't wait to get to in the future. I also look forward to hearing from and interacting with my listeners to get some input, advice, and ideas on how to improve the show. Please be sure to subscribe to Nations of the World podcast so you won't miss our next episode, Andorra. You will learn how Andorra is one of a kind and that it's the world's only co-principality and extremely interesting is that neither of the princes are from Andorra. Gaining knowledge about other people and their culture is often the best way to understanding who they are and why they do things a certain way. This in turn can make us less fearful of differences and hopefully more accepting. Let's face it, we're all human and we all share the same world.